legend tales of a place where the booze flows freely and the stories are always entertaining. If you were bold enough to seek out such a place, head 13 miles down the Tuscan Highway to a tiny blues joint known as the Townsmith Tavern. Once there, enjoy the ride. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to a UA production of Beer, Blues, and Bowl. Excuse me, excuse me, you can't say that. You're going to lose your family-friendly rating. You're going to corrupt the kids. B.S. A podcast that invites you to grab a cold beverage, pull up a seat, and enjoy time with friends. And here are your hosts, Howard Blues and the Mark Kidder. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Beer, Blues, and BS, the podcast that stopped to think but forgot to restart. I'm your host, Howard Blues, here, as always, with my co-host, the band, the myth, the legend, the Mark Kidder. Kidder, how you doing tonight? Take I'm good. Oh, wait, wait. Well, it's a little dark in here. It's it's what what the... Uh, hold, hold on, hold on. Ah, there, there I am. How's it going? Good. It's I'm I'm good. How are you doing there, Jaco? I mean, I'm all right. <laughs> you're you're all right. Why are you just all right? You need to be better than last week. It's a new year, damn it! And here we are. It's time to get this thing going in the right direction. 2022. Here we go. Something like that. Well said, Mark. Hmm? Well said. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Rude Boy Kyle's joining us this evening as well uh, as if you didn't know. Now you know, but you probably can't tell because he looks like he's from a 1998 7-Eleven security camera at the moment. Hello. Streaming you got at the best 720p quality, so I uh, I might be a step up on them. So <laughs> you're waiting for that twenty? What what, what was it? Twenty eight point four k modems. Waiting yeah, for the high, the, the highest quality one sixty p that uh, my my money can buy for internet bandwidth. So. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, this is gonna this is gonna be great, Jaco. Look at it. I'm sure it'll be fine. Want me to turn the lights up? That better <laughs> matches your now he's a little bit better. So, oh, okay. Well, now it looks like he's uh, from the daytime Seven Eleven in 1996. <laughs> Got any yeah, slurpees over there? Potato quality right here. What else can I do? Broadcasting from the surface of a potato. Thank you very much. <laughs> Ah. Oh man, Jake, how are you doing? I'm, you know, I'm doing okay. Just okay. Just okay. You know, it's kind of like I've been sitting here having a conversation with a blank screen for you know, I, like 20 I, minutes. I don't know, man. I, we just got here so to, to, to a reveal that was kind of underwhelming. I'm, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, it was me, right? Obviously, <laughs> I was I was expecting something big, Kidder. I mean, yeah, yeah. 
you stuck to that whole gimmick of like, I'm not turning the camera on. Yep. Not yet. This is going to be big. Yep. And yep. I'm, I'm, a li- I'm a little underwhelmed. Yeah. But his, his shirt says that I think he has been drinking. So mm. and it's pointing to his mug. So <laughs> we're, we're going for the highest quality intros. Absolutely. So rude boy, Kyle, What's how you on? doing tonight? I'm doing all right. Just hanging out, getting ready for a couple weeks off of work, traveling home to uh, visit with family and parents, and wrapping up the last few gifts. And uh, glad to join you guys. Welcome back to the big show, as it mm-hmm. were. Have uh, ha- has your email been overflowing with fan fan email? Uh, everybody emailing you like, where, where's rude boy Kyle been on the episodes here lately? Haven't seen you in a little bit. You know what? I'll have to tell you the truth. I got this email from no one and they requested that I answer my text 20 minutes before the podcast starts. And they said, damn it. You have to be back on the show. So here I am. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's a great Friday night, and I'm, I'm glad to be here. What a, what a rousing email you got. Well, I, was, that, was that caught by your BS filter or the must, spam filter? It must filter? have got caught in the, the BS I mean, spam filter or something. It wasn't in the inbox, but uh, yeah, it was... Uh, Turned around yeah, and went I, in the outbox, huh? <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, there uh, there hasn't been any email or requests for me mm-hmm. back. But uh, feel free to email. I'm always here. I check it uh, oh, regularly. So. Here. How about that? He, he checks his triple B S- semi weekly. Didn't know you had that many semis down there. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, it's going to be one of those years, everybody. 2022. From, as long as they're not tipping over from the bad weather, we got... Uh, tipping over from too much blow. <laughs> too much too much wind. Oh, man. I'm glad we're off to a, a rousing start here. <laughs> so we might as well keep it rolling, huh? What do you got on tap there, rude boy? Are you asking me? Yeah. What do I have on tap? Are uh, you well, the rude boy, Kyle? Of that, Rude Boy Kyle? Well, that's, that is me. I have a uh, gin and tonic. Cheers. What what type of gin you drinking there tonight? What type of tonic? Is Give us the deeds. High V, High V's finest diet tonic. Out of diet a two tonic. liter bottle. So, whoa. Fresh and. Uh, All two liters? <laughs> no. We'll, we'll see through the weekend, though. We'll see if she goes. But uh, the gin itself is the uh, Tanqueray. Tanqueray. Little little sip in action. Pretty decent. Yeah. Yeah. Goes down. Goes down easy. Tastes like Christmas trees, evergreens. Yeah, you can add a squeeze of lime to it if you want. Yeah, it's, it's uh, kind of crisp and clean. Um, I know everybody's not... A hugest fan of gin, but hmm. um, yeah, it's it's something that uh, really the only beer that I have is 
leftover bush light from the small tailgate, so I <laughs> I didn't have quite the time to go stock up on a beer for B B and B. So So here's the question for you. How many are there left over? How many leftover bush lights? Um Yeah. I mean more than like three? I have seven of them. Ooh, seven. All right. Yeah, it was, it was so you might be where... able to get uh, the beginning of a buzz. Mm, I'd be I'd be hydrated. It'd be uh, yeah. buzz might be debatable. Drink the corn, man. Drink yeah. the corn. Awesome. Well, we're glad that you're you're hydrated and lubricated because it's going to be another one of them there shows here, especially <laughs> with the firmware updates that you had to do before we get this thing got this well, thing rolling. You guys tonight. said I sound so good, so we'll we see can, how there, we'll see how it turns out. We're sounding like we're we're sounding, so <clears> that's how she's going to be <laughs> semi semi professional. So, uh, Jaco. It's it's our turn for what's on tap. And tonight, well, we got a little bit of a special what's on tap this evening because we got a beer bought for us. That's right. You can buy us a beer. Go to beerbluesbs.com and click the buy us a beer button. But this individual, where's my a beer? certain someone? That I know. Well, you're too far away. <laughs> it's too, in the mail. Too damn far. In, yeah. 12 to 13 days. <laughs> free, free beer be, tomorrow. Free beers tomorrow. That's what they always yeah. say. Free beer tomorrow. So, of course, uh, this individual is a regular staple, uh, randomly shouted out during the show, as uh, Howard and I both know this individual. And he may or may not remain nameless but since he bought us a beer i think we've he he isn't nameless you've shouted him out before by by name i usually try and throw it under the bus a little bit because i know how he likes to jump around episodes and see if he because i've been you know saying hey we talk about you all the time in the show no you don't yeah yeah we do and i brought somebody else who can tell you that we do and then Howard popped around the corner and goes, yeah, we, we do. You guys are both lying to me. Come on. They're making this up. So he said the other day that we needed to try this delicious beer. And he went out and bought uh, a six pack for himself and then bought another six pack and said, you know what? You guys need to uh, try this on the show. So Lane, thanks for buying your bros at triple b a uh, tasty beverage here i hope it's tasty anyway I haven't opened it yet so this is the limited release twilight ale that i must say lane claims that i'm really going to like because he watches the show or claims to watch the show at least little snippets here and there so it's made by deschutes brewery in bend oregon they are family and employee-owned since 1988. There's 38 IBUs in here, and it is 5% alcohol per volume. Bask in the glow of this easy-drinking golden ale, reminiscent of the sunlight drifting through the pub. So it sounds like it's going to be a perfect beer for this show. 
Then uh, it's got uh, bottle conditioned for quality. Live yeast added to the bottle allows this beer to age gracefully and stay fresher longer. Keep bottles upright and stay away from light and heat. Uh, let's see. Freshest within four months. And this, this is not within four months. This was made May 26th of 2021. You sure? That's what it says. It says package oh. done. It says, oh, it, says no. it right there. Right there. Look at that. Package fine. That has to be a typo. I don't know. Limited release. There you go. You get the whole well, look. I'll at tell the, you one thing. I haven't had the a whole bad thing. beer from Deschutes. You haven't had a bad one. Well, you're not having this one, so my tonight no, might not. be this. <laughs> <laughs> That one's okay. border, bordering on vintage. It's so not a horrible. twist off, Mark. It isn't. I don't think. No. Nope. So there. Not a twist. There we go. <coughs> Jaco, you do the honors. You've been sniffing it while I've been telling it, telling the story. So give it a taste first. Well, I, we could just both go at the same time here, you know. So cheers. Bottoms up. Cheers to you too. Hmm. Tastes uh, a little bit extra golden, like um, lemony notes almost. You don't know what? No, I said extra golden. What the hell kind of description is extra golden? Golden yeah, you know, dairy. <laughs> the the easy drinking golden ale, like the sunlight drifting through. I'm I'm tasting the sunlight drifting through the pub right now. <laughs> How many have I had before this show? I don't know. That's uh, I'm, I'm kind of questioning that. Mm. Maybe one of those was laced with something. Tasting the sunlight. Well, this, this is at least 12 full ounces of golden <laughs> twilight ale. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a little uh, IBU-y for me. Mm. But it's not bad. Yeah, it was no, a solid, no. solid three out of five for me. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. I was expecting with the the smell of it because you can really kind of smell the citrus sort of in it. I was kind of expecting a bit more of a citrus taste to it, and it it's not. So it's not uh, not bad. I'd probably like it a little bit more. I'd probably give it a three point five. Fair enough. I'm glad that you enjoy it, and Lane, thanks again for this round. On the triple B, appreciate it. He figured that uh, we would enjoy this, which again, not too bad. Thank you. But uh, in Howard's case, he's been drinking some of the weird beers, so he's like, "Hey, this one looks pretty good." I don't know if I'm going to be able to drink this tonight. Isn't that about what you said earlier tonight? Well, yeah. Uh, as I discussed last week, um, because I did not have a crazy seasonal beer for our Christmas episode, I'm punishing myself with. All of the snow slash Christmas named beers I could purchase, except for one, um, which I might pick up later. So, needless to say, Kitter, if I finish this, I do have one sitting right over here. Uh, so, there might be a what's on tap round two if I finish this. Sweet. Well, I know you're going to finish it. 
because when I finish this, I have something to talk about. And rude boy Kyle is going to want to be in on this as well. So there's a teaser for you. Oh, boy. For in a little bit, because we're already <clears throat> approaching halfway. I, I don't know if you can call that an official teaser, Kidder. You didn't say breaking news before it, so. Oh, I'm sorry. Can can how about how about this? Because you said before that I didn't have to, you know, tell that and wave my hands and stuff like that. So, future Howard, can he just toss that in right before I say that, and then it just happens anyway? Um, he could, but that would kill his own joke. So he won't do that. all right future Howard's got my back unfortunately he doesn't always have yours (laughs) (laughs) so a 3 and a 3.5 if you were to compare it to something uh, a little more widely available than the shoots if it was something uh, they kind of have a hardiness of a Sam Adams Boston Lager, or is it just a a good golden ale that kind of stands on its own? Hmm. That's a good question. I would say that it's almost along the lines of uh, one of the Sam's seasonal beers. Okay, yeah, because I flavor. I've I've had a couple of the Sam's uh, sampler packs, the the twelve pack that has uh, I think it's four different flavors of three beers each i've i've always enjoyed that one so it, it has a decent taste to it no it's uh it's not bad it kind of reminds me of like um aligning kugel's summer shandy just not quite as citrusy okay so like a That's little least... to- toned down version of a lining kugel blue moon almost not as not as orangey right yeah okay sure yeah, that's that's at least what it conjures up to to me as i'm Sure. I mean, it's not it's not bad. I, you know, three point five rating, three rating. I mean, that puts it kind of right, average, square in the middle. You know, not bad. I've definitely drank worse on this show. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Both of us. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that not too bad. Should we get down to business for the the big show tonight? It's the first one of twenty two. So. Yes, we're going to continue the same mediocrity into another year. Thank you very much. This show thrown together within the past 20 to 40 minutes. Make it happen. Well, you know, we are uh, square in the middle of hockey season, Kidder, so might as well talk some hockey. And having the lazy goalie here in person, it's a perfect time to talk hockey. Let's talk hockey. So I'll I'll start, Kidder, because I don't want to spend too much time on it, but uh, I, you and I were texting back and forth last night. Uh, you were giving me the Avs score and uh, uh, such. Yeah. Um, but I was uh, actually at a hockey game, enjoying it from the, uh, the wonderful seat that is the goal judge's seat, as I was goal judging high school hockey. And uh, it, was a, it was actually a very... Uh, competitive game between the Legacy Sabres, who I, I talked about before. This is their inaugural season. Uh, and they're they're working on it and such. Uh, but they were playing the Minot Magicians. Uh, 
who in years past have had a pretty strong team for the West region. Um, but I was quite surprised, Kidder. Uh, the Sabres would end up losing 3-1, to one, but they outshot Minot like crazy. I mean, I want to say it was like 50 saves to 20 saves. Like, you know, a couple of, you know, a little bit more luck, and I think Legacy would have scored a few more goals. Um, they just could not catch a break on, on that end of it. And it probably could have ended 2-1, to one, but Magicians went on a power play with like a m- minute left of the game. And Sabres decided to pull their goalie. Yeah, it uh, at that point it's like, man, now you're just skating even, and you aren't stopping. At that point, like if it would have been earlier in the game, like the Sabres were just down on Minot's half of the ice almost the entire first period. By the third period, they were they were worn out. They're a smaller team, and so they it's like you guys aren't containing them quite that well that I would pull it off but they tried they tried so but good game i enjoyed it that's your high school hockey (laughs) now uh how about the game that you you uh, mentioned there this this is a screwy game and i don't have the graphic at uh, my fingertips to present here but maybe Future Howard is able to track down the list there, or I can afterward. We'll we'll figure it out. But basically, uh, last night, the Avalanche played the Nashville Predators. And with uh, all the COVID restrictions that the NHL has right now, the, the game was f- filled with... I don't want to say nobody's, but a bunch of people that had to get thrown together so they could actually have a hockey game. The Avalanche injury list was, I think, eight deep with injuries and maybe nine deep with COVID injuries on the list for the COVID protocol. You look at the Predators, they were one actual injury and about eight, nine players on COVID protocol and the entire coaching staff, the entire coaching staff. It was, it was a a 15 year AHL coach who has never coached in the NHL and his assistant coach came in and, and uh, helped out. So, I mean, it, it just, just bizarre first of all, but second of all, I mean, you get some players out there who this is their first or third or fifth NHL game and haven't played with any of these other people and they're trying to make plays. Yeah, just go here and just whatever. Oh, well, improvisation. It was kind of like watching. I don't, I don't want to say it almost, but um, some of the old women's games that, that we used to be at all the time. Sure. I mean, they had their moments, and they're trying to trying to really do it, but they don't re- didn't congeal as a team for parts of it or a lot of it, and just bad giveaways, bad turnovers, bad penalties. You know, it's interesting how predators. Oh, go ahead, Mark. And the abs, they've uh, 
Sorry. Sorry, Kyle. Oh, go ahead. They, they are on uh, COVID, uh, like, timeout, basically, I guess, until December 27th. So, obviously, behind us when this is airing, but in the same period, it's kind of, you know, take a full 10 days that everybody can't play. I guess good for the injuries, get rid of uh, some of those if you can, but at the same time, just nuts. So, Kyrie. Yeah, it's it's interesting because NHL rosters normally don't have the the depth to handle something like this. And now that we're running a little closer to normal in terms of not having a taxi squad and an extra backup goalie, you see the reemergence of the e-bug or the emergency backup goalie and... um, even with full coaching staffs having to step up, it it feels like you almost need a, like a football sized team with your starters, second, third, fourth string guys ready to go. Not necessarily because you don't have the space for them on the bench, but um, having that next man up mentality of being ready to play at the the drop of a hat. Yeah, it's too bad that, that games are getting postponed, but uh, wishing the best for everybody's health. And yeah, like you said, Mark, a little free recovery time for the, the guys with non-COVID-related injuries. But you run with it and you adapt and um, might push the uh, the regular season back a little bit if uh, if more games end up getting postponed. But we'll see how it shakes out. The thing that I think is uh, interesting that is with the Predators bringing in basically a, you know, this coach, you know, and such to fill in. And you said he's what, what was it AAHL? Yeah, right? I think he was an AHL coach. Uh, they mentioned he'd been coaching the team there for around fifteen years. So, but but think of this now, he has because. Probably by the time this is done and the Predators are back, they'll have their coaching staff back. But he will now be the person with the best winning percentage at the NHL level because he's one game, he won 100% win percentage. Just the like next that. Jack Adams candidate right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there might yes. be a minimum games coached. I don't know. But uh, of course, us worthy journalists don't get a vote in the matter, but. I know. They say that uh, votes come from the media, but I've never been asked, so I think that's a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> I think that's because we're not a uh, legitimate sports journalism. Uh, you know, well, we'll get we'll get verified on one of these platforms, so we get the little blue check or something, and then damn it, then then we're legitimate. I still think they'd have an issue with the fact that we report everything three weeks after it happened, you know. Well, give us a Hall of Fame vote. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Give us a Hall of Fame vote. Give us something. (laughs) I I was just going to say that if that's the case, because, I mean, I wouldn't mind having this out the night of or the next night. But then, you know, future Howard has to get paid more. Future Howard probably get pushed aside with a regular, like, hired editor and then we have to get a producer 
and then we'd have to really start making money. But I mean, we'd be famous then. So then it would all just kind of have to keep going to the next level. Maybe we'll get some sweet beer sponsorship or uh, something. Help us upgrade our digs. I don't know. That Deschutes Help sponsorship us. is coming coming right down the chute. Oh, down to shoot. Down to Thank shoot. you. He'll be here all night. Thank you. <laughs> that uh, that rim shot sound effect is uh, you know earning its keep. Boom. The last few episodes. <laughs> See for oh. for a, yeah, even Sterling's going to it. Or isn't that Sterling? Oh, no, that's that Berkeley. He's firing off. Oh, Berkeley's laughing at that. That was that was yeah. a good one. I got to laugh out of somebody. <laughs> oh, oh, man. No. He, he laughed so hard he left the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, Absolutely Bo. ridiculous. This is this is crazy. Come on up, Bo. Come say hi. Oh, well, there we go. We got another. We got another aminal on the show. There's we? Bo. And Howard's back. Yep. <laughs> Not going to lie. You guys have been frozen on my screen for about like three minutes. So. Perfect. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it finally dropped me. I kind of knew it was coming. So. <laughs> oh, it dropped you. We thought you just left because uh, you, you laughed too hard and you broke the <laughs> Internet. <laughs> nope. Nope. It actually. Here the sponsorships coming down the chute. <laughs> <laughs> No, it popped Hold up on, on my screen. Second. It says, you're, you know, you've lost connection. And I'm sure you guys didn't even see it, but I just sat there and went three, two. Uh, <laughs> and about that time, no. it dropped me. So, uh, no, <clears throat> no, we just saw your smiling face like you were still laughing along to the joke. <laughs> I was I was sitting there waiting to waiting to say the gem that, hey, if we get a good sponsorship and get some more cash rolling into this show to help improve the show, we can help Kyle get some better internet. <laughs> and you, apparently. TM. I mean, trademark. he stayed connected, and you were the one who dropped, so clearly we need to shift the priorities a little bit and get you, I, I don't know, we, we got to get you a better, better computer, we got to get you better interwebs. We got to get you better networking in the house there. We got to get you a, a, a better connection to Kyle. So then we got all these things, triple redundancies on all of them. Let's get her done. How about the logistics of getting some free beer down this way? That too. <laughs> See, all these shipping we got costs. these future goals. They're, yeah. they're, they're far down the road, but something to aspire to. <laughs> down the road. <clears throat> I mean, let's let's make it happen. Let's. Yeah. <sighs> so I mean, do we really want that? Sky's the limit, Mark. I don't know. All I right. think it would. I, I think it would hurt the uh, the future Howard fans because guy's got a fan club. It's true. Future Howard could still do it. He'd just have to take those episodes that have been edited and finished and then release them three weeks later with his own commentary. I'm sure he'd find some way of rewarding the OG BBB fans at that point. The people that bought you beers early on in the process. Because who knows? We might have not enough space for all the beer that people are buying us. 
or you guys. That's okay. Kidder's got a new beer fridge. <laughs> got a picture of it? How many beers does it hold? <clears throat> sure, got a few. No, 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 no. You'll have nice. to see last. You'll have to see last week's episode. Was it last oh. week? I already forget. Uh, it was the Christmas episode. I know because I'm working on editing the Christmas episode. I may have done something special, Kidder, when you revealed the beer fridge. <laughs> I, you know, we'll see. Future Howard does stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the like the stuff that uh, in tonight's episode that came out, the behind the curtain. That mm. was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't want to ruin it because everybody's already seen it. <laughs> No, I even forgot right now that there's a surprise coming. It's like Christmas all over again. <laughs> Santa? You're here again? <laughs> leave beer Back and so pizza soon. out for... Leave out a PBR and a pizza slice for Santa. We don't leave milk and cookies. <sighs> so, yeah. Good stuff. Always right here on the Triple B. How about, how about one of these days... Instead of having a remote show again, we bring Howard down to Des Moines. That's that's yeah. I think a, a good goal, huh? I'm gonna just like I'm surprised. That's like the first somewhat invite I've had to uh, the usual Des Moines weekend. <laughs> you, you guys are always welcome. I, I know it's. Uh, it's it's never easy to to travel that far, but uh, we've we've got the space and ability to to host. So, but do another uh, show from under the umbrella on the back deck, except better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was uh, I'd say that was thrown together very hastily. I, I think that's not what I'm talking about. That's not what I'm talking about. Okay. <clears throat> Except no, better. No. Except we'll just make it better. All right. We'll leave I, it still love, I still love the visuals, though, yeah. because we had like the perfect lighting and the perfect backdrop, and it was it was a very nice, temperate June evening. There was hockey on, except it was absolute dog shit. But <laughs> I, I love again, the, the the long process of trying to synchronize Sirius XM's radio broadcast to the YouTube TV going on the projector. Yeah, you never had yep. it quite right. No, it was never right, but <laughs> we tried. It is what it is. Yeah. You got to listen to some Yahoo on the television. It is what it is. It's like the old days of watching uh, uh, Sioux hockey, uh, like what, especially when they would go down to Minneapolis and play the Gophers. Yeah, and then we'd mute the TV broadcast and put the radio broadcast with the Silver Fox, Tim Hennessy. Oh, Timmy! And we'd listen to that while the TV is. 15 seconds behind because of the satellite transmission and all of that through the cable network. Well, it's, what's interesting. We couldn't do anything with was even when I 
I listen to football games live up in Ames. I bring just a small little USB digital tuner radio and listen to the Cyclones announcers do their thing. And even on live action coming through a radio that's tuned to the local station, they're about five to seven seconds behind live action. So even radio has a little built-in delay to it. Probably not as much as TV, but the opener. Now with the with, with the TV stuff, it gets a little crazy. Oh no, he's got a specialty beer. <laughs> he's, yeah. He's, oh no. What do you got? What's what's on tap two? I I just laugh that you're the one who's like, oh no, because we know that you know this is just actually painful for me. Um, what I got here is actually a Shiner seasonal. It's the Shiner Candid Pecan. Ale brewed with pecans and with natural flavor added. So we have uh, 6% alcohol, 12 floral ounces. Uh, It has the descriptions on here of stay toasty with roasty pecans. Nutty. Yeah. Uh, And then it has the description here, crack one open. When it's finally sweater weather, welcome it with this candid, with this candied pecan ale in hand. Brewed with roasted praline pecans, this robust porter provides subtle notes of roasted pecan, vanilla, caramel, and brown sugar. Crafted to be the perfect companion to those cold Texas winters. Enjoy. Cold Sounds Texas a little hipster. Winters. <laughs> Give mm-hmm. me a break. Yeah. So let me know if it smells like the the smells when you first walk into the rail from the student entrance, right next to that the candied almond mm. stand. Bavarian not, almonds. Bavarian. Not quite. It's 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 very vanilla. Like oh, I can, okay. I, I can pick that scent up, but not quite Bavarian almond smell. I'm, that's that's Different what nut. I'm hoping. Yeah, it's what I'm hoping that it uh, tastes like. Is yeah that but well we'll give it a try might be a little different than the almond taste but vanilla brown sugar nice it's not uh that's not bad it's got a real nice vanilla taste to it um kind of like that vanilla porter kidder that we had many many episodes back you know the one that my dad called crap yeah Because we all know his taste in beer is not the same as what <laughs> it should be. Well, well, let's face it. He's a bit of an elitist and kind of a curmudgeon when it comes to beer. Um, so it's, it's how it goes. But uh, I'm enjoying this. Not too heavy for a porter? No, no. Actually, kind of surprisingly light for a porter. And I think the usually the vanilla kind of pulls that away from the... Like the the Guinness type meal in a bottle type feel. Yeah, so I, I do enjoy those types of beers too. Yeah, no, this is uh, this is pretty good. What do you say? The vanilla features the most taste, or is it something where you kind of have a double vanilla first and then nut second type feel to it? You know, I'm not really picking up much of the nut, but I I mean, you definitely get that vanilla, but it's not. It's not like super strong, you know. It's not like overpowering with that or overwhelming with it. It's kind of got like a nice, like the like the other flavors that are in there kind of tie in really nicely. You know, it's sure. 
So like a good like a good smooth root beer almost. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that'd be a good a good description for it. Cool. I'll have to see if I can find that one. I, I think you should have no problem finding it. Um I mean, if, Shiner Pecan. Hey, Kidder, one of these seasonal beers that I can actually enjoy. It's much better than the uh, peach and pecan beer I had last week. It's, yeah. <clears throat> that one wasn't, didn't sound, didn't sound good, no. So out of five, what would, what would you call that one? Uh, you know, and I like darker beers like Porter's. I'd probably rate this maybe a four, maybe a 4.5. I was going to so, guess a 4.2. Somewhere right in there. Cool. It's uh that's good. I'm going to enjoy this for the uh, rest of the show. Excellent. So. <laughs> the rest of the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm slow drinking this one. Well, it's time for another one. Yeah, you should be drinking it uh, quicker so then you have another. I can't kid her. There's stuff I got to do around the house. Okay. Need, need to have my wits about me. Well, they'd, they'd be about you. It's just you wouldn't be able to really control them. I'd be kind of out here instead of in here. <laughs> yeah, you know, hungover with a toddler who especially doesn't have volume control yet. <laughs> Not great. Let me just tell you. Well, I don't think it would be as bad as the old Jack uh, Tennessee honey. Yeah, but that hangover was bad because of choices that were made while hungover. <laughs> that, you know. That, that too, yeah. You know, the, the toddler, I can't really control. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess, yeah. But, I well, mean, I still, to this day, when I see the, the Jack Honey commercial, I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. I mean, I'm that way with Miller Light or Miller commercials as well. I'm like, Ugh. but. Well, yeah. since we're on the topic, do you guys have a go-to hangover cure that you're i know we're we're not as young as we used to be but uh, (laughs) something that a meal or a drink or something for breakfast in the morning that kind of jump starts your recovery process so to speak you know what my uh my cure for the hangover is don't get hung over (laughs) yeah that's the smart the smart guys way that's, uh, I like a little bit of greasy breakfast and sure. Pedialyte. There you go. Drink drink a full Pedialyte. Just sip on it all yeah. morning. Not too bad. Yeah, I've, I've always told people that this is probably my, my younger days when you were young and invincible, but uh, after a night that you wake up and stumble into the kitchen, you make yourself a, an omelet with a... Bloody Mary. That way you can taper off just as bad as you tapered on the night before. So just, just as bad as you tapered on. <laughs> no, it's but yeah, I mean it's just something that it has the the tomato juice and a little bit of eggs, maybe some hash browns or a little bit of bacon, but omelet and and a bloody mary used to be my go to just the you accomplish something by cooking yourself a meal and making yourself a drink in the morning. Now it's time to actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of sounds like uh, the the uh, uh, what the hell was the the continental breakfast or uh, breakfast buffet at the Hilton Garden Inn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. After 
after that uh, show in El Forco Grande when you guys came up there. That was good. That was good. Yeah, no, I just, I, I don't know. I don't tend to drink usually so much that I get hungover. Like, yep. I don't know. I don't like that feeling whatsoever, so. I haven't touched a jug of sangria in a long time. <laughs> oh, you know, it's funny you mentioned that. We had some reminiscing on it three weeks ago. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. That we uh, that we did. So that was a that was a good episode. Some, Best uh, worst nine ninety nine that I spent. <laughs> yeah, that stuff was terrible, just terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why I said it was the best worst nine ninety nine that I had spent on that. <laughs> kind of like the best worst ninety nine cents I ever spent on uh, an alcoholic beverage. That, of course, was the juice or the Applebee's Long Islands. I I never had the Applebee's Long Islands. Yeah. We, we we did the Long Islands of Boston's all the time. Yeah. Yeah, the there's there's a reason why they cost a dollar. So, uh, oh, you're talking the teas at Ground Round? Yeah, the teas at Ground Round were okay. They felt like they weren't straight out of a a mixer bottle that wasn't washed in two weeks. But uh, yeah, there's there's a reason why you splurge for the nicer, more refined liquors for for things as you get older. So, yeah, although no headache in the morning. <clears throat> There's there's nothing uh, nothing really wrong with going to Sam's or Costco and buying the uh, <laughs> the house brand jug of whiskey. <laughs> yeah, Kyle. <laughs> well, I mean, there's 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 some good stuff. I mean, the the Sam's uh, spiced rum is decent, comparable to Captain Morgan, I'd say. Uh, their vodka is uh, they have a French variety and American variety. Uh, but their gin, uh, I'd, I'd steer away from the gin to each their own taste, I guess. But uh, some of them are good carbon copies of the popular brands, and some of them are don't go down so easy. I like how you <laughs> yeah. said that there's a, a regular and there's a French version. It's like the fufu version. Yeah, well, I there's don't, like don't... The, the American one, I think, might be like trying to copy. Although they both have the, the tall, skinny bottle that they sell in the 175. Or the handle size. Um, one definitely, or I'd say the French version is a very good attempt at trying to be what's the Frenchy, the Frenchy vodka that uh, Grey Goose. It's a good copy at Grey Goose, and then the the American one I'd say is maybe just a notch below what Tito's quality is. So, yeah, you know, Kidder, I, I'm going to jump to something on here because uh, I so as you know, Kidder. Last week, I did not have much to add to the run sheet, much like this week. Uh, and that's because there's so <laughs> much going on right now that I unfortunately just I can't talk about. Like everything that's going on at my work can't, you know, it's all HR stuff. It's all I can't talk about it. Uh, so I just have not had really like any fun, exciting adventures, things to talk about. So I tried to fix that today, Kidder, as I was driving mm-hmm. to work, listening to terrestrial radio, because still no iPod. 
So because you like to punish yourself. <laughs> yes, I, you see where is I'm it going talk this. radio on AM? Uh, this is yeah. Oh gosh! Yeah. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Uh, yeah, this was uh, the uh, sports morning show that I tend to listen to or have been listening to since I've been listening to radio. And they were they were talking all about, and they were just all enamored with how great the uh, seasonal Mountain Dew is. So Mountain Dew has put out a seasonal variation, Mountain Dew Gingerbread. And they're just like, oh, this is great. It's, it's amazing, da-da-da-da-da. So when I stopped at my holiday gas station for my morning coffee, <laughs> I perused the soda aisle, and I found it. And I'm like, well, hey, I need content for the show. I can't. I got to try this amazing beverage. Mm-hmm. Got to got to, try this. Uh, so that's what I drank this afternoon was this Mountain Dew gingerbread kidder. And uh, it took you all afternoon to drink, huh? Well... <laughs> Well, let's play. Hey, listen, I, I'm not the slowest drinker in the West <laughs> for nothing. You know. <laughs> Got a reputation to keep here. Uh, the quick kind of points of the review um, on the first drink. It's actually not bad. It tastes like a gingerbread cookie, but with like a little bit more punch to it. You know, like a little bit of like an extra ginger or sour taste to it which isn't bad until you go for the second drink and the whole gingerbread cookie thing is gone and you're just kind of getting that punch. Um, if I maybe had like a palate cleanser that I was having between drinks, it might've been okay, but uh, cheese tray nearby. <laughs> yeah. A vat of frosting. What? <laughs> uh, just <laughs> something, something to, to break it down. Cause like it, as I said, first drink was good. The following drinks, I was like, ugh, ugh, I'm going to have to, this is going to be a struggle. So, uh, all in all, good for a sip. And, uh, yeah, if you have something to cleanse the palate, you might enjoy it more. But don't just, like, sit and drink it alone. Um, not great then. So... <laughs> There you go, kidder. I brought content to the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you mentioned the, the they didn't the offer it out of the fountain, did they? Hey, you need I, a big gulp. <laughs> I'd like eighty-two ounces of this, please. That'll what, be eighty-nine was cents. It, was it orange? It's uh, it's white. Ooh. Yeah. Some sometimes color goes half the way in terms of making the drink or not. No, it was, uh, yeah, kind of a ghostly white. It, oh, spooky ghost. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of surprised when I picked it up. I'm like, oh, this is the color it is? Okay. Echoplasm. <laughs> it's everywhere. <laughs> hmm. so. Yeah. I, I, I kind of want to try it, but at the same time, I don't. I, you know, listen, I would say it's worth a try. You know, I'm just saying that if you're going to drink the whole bottle, you, you might want to have like, you know, some tasty snacks at the same time, you know, eat it with lunch or drink it with lunch. That that's that would be my recommendation. Hmm. So. All right. 
there you go. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Give it a shot. Maybe. If I remember it. What about uh, games? You get any games for Christmas? Didn't get anything per se. I got, uh, say, got a little bit of Steam gift card action. So I might uh, save that up for something. Still working on some games. I know I what you need on and... Steam. That's it. I know what you need on Steam. Rude boy, Kyle. Let me tell you something, brother. I know exactly, exactly what you need on Steam, my brother. Let me pull oh, it gosh. up. She's going to pull this up again. You know what you need? Rude Podcast boy, simulator? You know what you need? Close. Close. <laughs> Close. Here we go. Nice. <laughs> Just as that's, entertaining. That's right. That's right. The lawnmower. Oh Don't forget to uh, add Two's Thirteen as your friend on Steam. Then you can join in on lawnmower action. You certainly could. <laughs> it start a rival lawnmowering service. <laughs> the interesting so, thing so is you, the menu music. What do you think? Is uh, Saturday, Saturday. Because we need to get our fill of lawn care during these cold winter months. It's true. It's true. Look at that. Hardcore. It looks mm-hmm. like the middle tractor has two eyes in the middle with the handles it's, on the door. It's true. It's looking at you. It's like <laughs> a like, Wally tractor. Look at this bad but, boy. Uh, is. Eyes weren't yep. quite fully open on that one. Clearly, nope. that one's been in the weed a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all these features. You can uh, get different headquarters, so then you can have a uh, bunch of, you know, lawnmowers and people working for you. You can advertise. Mm-hmm. I saw that the uh, that you're down to nine British pounds. Is that? That's right, nine pounds and fourteen pence, and that's just because <laughs> I I uh, started upgrading my my headquarters. So then uh, I'll have the ability to hire people. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, look at these classy lawns. Mm-hmm. Go make some some big dollars. All right. Oh, now, what makes something complex versus not complex? I saw the five-star rating of complexity on there. What, First the of type, all, let type me of grass uh, or? turn off the... Uh, holy crap. <laughs> the uh, music was playing there, and it was at full blast. I don't know. If, I don't think you could hear it, but it was sitting there, just, just going to town over the top. Yeah, uh, the complexity scale in there is the first of all objects that you have to mow around. You know, within the yard, whether it's trees, bushes, flowers, lawn art. Uh, there's a tractor in one of them, you know, different things like that. And then the second thing is if you hit something or you damage something uh, or drive too fast and you end up tearing up part of the lawn, you damage it, then your the fee is a lot higher. So hey, you wouldn't want to run over those those lilac bushes. Absolutely. You would. <laughs> 
<laughs> just to see. Drive over every day. Something about the lilac bush here, son. Let's just run that <laughs> some bitch over. It's gonna go six times taller, six times wider. That's how this some bitch is gonna go right there. And for the audience, no, we have not told the lilac bush story on the on the podcast. <laughs> oh. Nope. I have tried to get Kidder to tell the Lilac Bush story on the podcast, and he refuses to. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe another day. <laughs> I mean, I could tell it, but I really wasn't there, so it's just my interpretation upon hearing this story several times. I think we need one of the participants in said story to uh, feel the need to enlighten us. No, he's uh, he's been big on the lawnmower simulator. Nice. Does it have a multiplayer option? Not that I know of. Ah. Not that I know of. Co-op campaign. <laughs> they did <laughs> release some DLC. <laughs> but uh, that that would be fun, where both of us could mow the lawn and run over each other. <laughs> I... I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what I. That's what I was thinking too. Uh, Kyle. Yes, sir. Obviously, obviously, uh, it's a good day. You see, the blackened just happened to show up here. Do you, do you still have some blackened at your residence? Um, you talking the? Uh, he must no, not I, have the the no, wide I, version. I have never black, uh, blackened. Never gotten the bottle myself. I remember trying some at uh, at Nico's place. Hmm. Pardon the dogs, but uh, <laughs> yeah, what? The, what uh, the closest thing that I have gotten to that I'd say would be the uh, Slipknot version, since it's an Iowa classic. Slipknot has, I think it's, what is it there, forty nine? Let me let me do a little quick research here. So the reason why brought down. The old blackened here. Oh, it's the Slipknot number nine Iowa whiskey. That one tastes number nine. Good. Yes. Hmm. Gotcha. So the 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 uh, reason that uh, this is out tonight mm. is because tonight is the fortieth anniversary of Metallica. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. So. So I am uh, gonna crack the seal on this and. Uh, have some blackened whiskey this evening. And uh, for anybody who hasn't seen the bottles yet, there you go, the blackened whiskey. Mm. And I'm sure it's, you know, going to love trying to focus on this uh, stuff here, but uh, you got to blend. There it goes. Blend of spirits and whatnot. And there's the look at the back for you. Super, super awesome with the focus, but you know, <laughs> that's just how it take goes. A photo of it, and future Howard will just paste that right in. Mm. Ah, get the nice caramely note, caramely notes here, and uh, mm-hmm. a little so bit it was of finished rage. in a black brandy cask. Mm-hmm. Glug, mm-hmm. glug, 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 glug. Get her, you gotta so talk so we can see the poor. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Somebody else had to say something there. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So we got got the pour. I did a did a small pour on on this one this evening. But I'll put it here. So then when you see it on the actual screen, then it's there. I know on the multi view, you probably can't see it, but it's there. The other cool thing is, as uh, Kyle knows, when they were making these batches of blackened whiskey, they flooded the area where the barrel, the casks were stored with Metallica playlists. And when you look up the batch number, you can see which playlist was played for this batch. So, talk, converse, I'll, I'll see if I can find it. So they, they played music for the uh, aging whiskey, as in, like, someone who's pregnant puts headphones on their belly so that their child can hear classic music? Is that my understanding? Yeah, it's uh, something along along those lines. Oh, there. Nice. yeah. So, so it not only they, has they brandy aged barrel inspiration, but also musical inspiration. Yeah, Metallica nice. inspiration. So what they say on the actual website, what what were you going to say, Jake? You had I was just going to say, you know, I like my whiskey to also be a um, concert pianist as well. So <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Sound. So here you go. Here's Blackened. And as you can see, each batch of Blackened is a unique playlist used to sonically enhance the whiskey during finishing as it the well-aged whiskey rests in the finishing barrels. The music is played to the barrel, causing the whiskey inside to move and interact with the wood. The movement of the whiskey and the amount of interaction depends on the song being played. So the variation of music creates a slight nuance from one match to the next. Throughout the process, Dave, the brewmaster of this set, tests the whiskey to determine the optimal cover, color and flavor profile for each batch. And uh, as you look on the different batch numbers here, this one is batch eight niner. <clears throat> Robert Trujillo came up with the batch playlist for this set. And look at that. We have Damage Incorporated, followed by I Disappear, Little Holier Than Thou, and The Call of Cthulhu. Yeah. And then Justice for All, Confusion, My Apocalypse. And then You Know It's Sad But True. Wah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the batch 89 <laughs> playlist right there from the old black end. So, let's see how much rage we can get out of this. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Mm. Ooh. Nice and smooth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Has there been a website that has rated the different sonic accoutrements? To this drink, like that if I it know. actually makes a difference, I, mm. I I think that that's just a uh, really nice fancy marketing ploy to no, cover the differences, you know, in, like between the <laughs> barrels, you know. Yeah, 
Yeah, this one had a little bit more fuel and a little less sand man to it. So, you know. <laughs> Tasted a little sandy. Looking to see if somebody had rated them for a uh, different. Apparently, there uh, are 22 different batches or so thus far. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> Woo! Mm. Mm. Tastes delicious. But in a quick search... Not seeing anything there on that. All right. But I can tell you, it's delicious. Um, aside from that, and uh, Kyle might want to stay up for this one, because 40 years of Metallica. Here it is. The 40th anniversary live! Yeah! Dreaming <clears throat> free. Nice. Starts tonight. And you know what time it starts there, Kyle? <laughs> 9, 9 p.m. Pacific. So in Woo. 15 minutes, it starts. All right. And on Sunday night, there's uh, another one. But uh, you can watch it for free there. Uh, check it out. So Very cool. But look at that. It kind of looks like us in college. <laughs> no? M maybe, <clears throat> maybe the day that we were trying to stuff a mattress in the back of a, a Honda. <laughs> crease crumple and cram did we I think we told that story before didn't we not on this show no, no not on the show <laughs> alright rude boy well we were moving out of uh, the dorm and I had my mattress that it wasn't from the dorm but we were moving and trying to fit it into the back of a Honda Accord, it uh, ended up being folded and twisted somewhat almost like a Mobius strip to fit into the back of my car. And it actually did fit. So uh, a little uh, in ingenuity. North Dakota engineering, we'll call it. And uh, it took uh, several tries and a lot more time than we'd originally planned for, but it ended up working. Um, yeah, it was, we have pictures of the results. Yeah, I'll have to <laughs> dig those up. So they're, they're around somewhere. You know, in uh, this last move that I made, my wife and I learned something, and my dad, who was helping I'm there for my brother as well. We learned something, and uh, it has changed some of my thoughts on moving a little bit. Uh, because Lefty and I, we we purchased um, for our 10-year anniversary, we went out and bought a uh, a new mattress. We bought a purple mattress, uh, which we absolutely love. And when it came to moving it, I actually went on because they actually give instructions on how do you move this ridiculously heavy mattress. And what, what they have you do, and it's it's pretty ingenious, is you you cover it, you fold it like a, a taco, and then you ratchet strap it in that form, and then you're able to actually grab onto the straps and and move it. And that works really great for that. But my brother, who was moving at the same time, had a futon that we were moving. And futon mattresses are notoriously terrible to move. 
And uh, we decided, hey, you know, this worked for uh, Howard and Lefty's mattress. Let's try it on this. Best way to move a futon mattress ever. We did the same thing. We folded it up, ratchet straps, had handles. Went nice. Went well. So for for anybody who has to move somebody, like if hey, if you have a kid going to college and they get a futon, there's your pro tip to how to move a futon mattress. I was waiting for you to say that the the easiest way to move a futon mattress is to drag it out to the dumpster. There it is. I was I had it up here too, and I was waiting for it. Yep. Yeah, this is assuming that you actually want to keep the futon for some ungodly known reason. (laughs) So my brother's futon is one of the like fancy furniture store ones, so it's actually like sure worth keeping. Yeah. Yeah. He mostly and, uses uh, it for a dog bed for his mastiff. So, oh, there you go. Yeah, when we uh, invested in a, a new king size bed for our bedroom, uh, we ordered it, and the they had to custom make the uh, the headboard and the uh, the rest of the bed because it wasn't like what was on display in the store. So it ended up taking six to eight weeks to to make so they're like well do you want the bed early or we're like well no because we don't have a king size frame for it and that's why we're getting the king size uh bed and it has a full length slide out drawer on each side of the bed and like a slim profile headboard because we don't have an extreme amount of space in our master bedroom to to fit what they originally had intended for a king setup. So if you guys do get a Tempur-Pedic mattress at all down the road, I would recommend you get it in a warm weather month. Uh, It's not a huge inconvenience, but when it gets delivered, it's essentially a huge slice of foam that gets packed in the delivery truck in the factory in cold weather the night before and it has to thaw once it gets to your house so it gets to the point where it can be malleable, malleable. to get up <laughs> the stairs and flex around turns and whatever if you don't have the space because it's essentially one huge foam ice brick at that point when it gets delivered to you uh, so <laughs> It ended up having to thaw for the better part of 12 to 16 hours sitting in our living room before we could actually get it up the stairs. And because we don't have a huge ceiling on our stairs just down down there, it's uh, so it's something that if you want to temper it, it uh, is literally a huge ice brick that uh needs to thaw when you get it in cold months so just cut it in half right just cut it in half no, put it back well, together when you get they, upstairs they, the thing is is that they said that if you do try to flex it beyond what it's designed to do because it's frozen you can actually snap the bed because it's frozen so uh they said it it needs to get to close to room temperature to be able to flex like you if you need to uh, squeeze it in some tighter areas. Um, so it's something that little tidbit of those uh, 
those foam based beds is that if you get them in cold months if uh yeah if you try to flex it too much it much it uh it runs the risk of just basically like breaking a cracker in half so it'll break open and you don't want that to happen so very comfortable bed though i enjoy my tempur-pedic as well but not, uh, not so fun to move <laughs> what uh do you have the what what stiffness do you have for yours is it uh you know soft? i don't even i don't know it's not soft i think it might no. be the mid firm or the firm okay but it's one, one of the cool breeze okay yeah ones and i <clears throat> i rather enjoy it it's yeah. it's very nice it, it takes probably about a month of getting used to because the one that you lay in at the store the demo one has been laid on by countless numbers of people and is already broken in so that's the eventual feel that you get at the store but when you first get a brand new one it uh it feels like you're laying on a sheet of plywood and they say give it a month do they uh do the salesperson tell you that uh it's okay to go up and and jump around on it uh after it thaws out because because then you can help to uh break it in a little bit more no quickly <laughs> no they, they just said yeah sleep on it. it they say some people you can get used to it right away uh other people they say they'd recommend try it for a month and uh if you got the uh mattress protector which is another 80 90 dollars you had the option of returning it if you didn't like that firm firmness so it's something that was something that goes on top of the mattress that is essentially like a ultra protector that would enable you to return the mattress at some point if you didn't like the feel of it so cheap insurance for in case you don't want it after a month or 90 days whatever the return plan may be but they said you should be used to it within a month or so you might have a sore back takes a little getting used to but once it does break in you'll enjoy it yeah no we've been we've been real happy with our Howard's going <laughs> Tron all of a sudden. <laughs> Could just be the ghost of Jimi Hendrix coming back. <laughs> no, no, we like it. I, the only thing that I would say that Lefty and I are kind of eh about the pur- whole purple mattress thing is we got a queen, um, and it feels a bit smaller than our original queen. Um, bad, so just keep that in mind i think one of these days we've talked about eventually upgrading to a uh, to a king sized uh one just because yeah it'd be great mm-hmm. because she has a like right now being pregnant she has she's gotten to the point where she's now using her pregnancy pillow so when i go up here to climb into bed um i have my thin Howard size sliver of bed that I am allotted and uh, <laughs> I got to stay in my lane, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, the, the king size bed is, uh, is it gives you the extra space to stretch out. Well worth it. Considering yeah. you spend a, a third of your life in bed or you recommended to spend a third of your life sleeping. It's uh, kind of like you, you bite the bullet and spend your money on something nice and paid off in a couple of years and or buy it outright solely because the uh our bedroom in the condo it, you couldn't do a king in it mm. it, was, it was small 
our new master bedroom here, we could easily do a king. So, I mean, but it's one of those when we bought it because we we had settled on that. It's like, hey, ten year anniversary. This is what we're gonna we're gonna get as a joint gift. So sure. That was the plan. Need a refill. He's he's time to refill. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll we'll hold down the this show until you get back. Because then it'll turn. be on on tap two. On tap also. <laughs> More like on tap three. <laughs> yeah. The revenge of the drink. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Well, Kidder, while he's uh away, we could always yeah. talk wrestling. Because I know you got a couple things you want to talk about wrestling. So let's talk well, about the wrestling. All right. Let's talk wrestling. Uh, first of all, on a Wednesday, winter is coming appeared. So winter has come and gone on. Uh, yeah. Uh, AEW had their winter pay-per-view. That is a television show. Not too bad. Brian Danielson versus Hangman Adam Page for the AEW World Championship. One hour time limit, and what happened? One hour time limit was reached, and it was a draw again. Uh, Brian Danielson busted open Adam Page, so there was some blood flying everywhere. And then a couple other... uh, you know, good matches for uh, the show, including uh, MJF being the three-time AEW Diamond Ring winner. So he keeps the uh, the old Diamond Ring. Overall, uh, not a bad show, and uh, setting up some extra feuds as we continue into the new year as AEW Dynamite transitions over to. TBS on Wednesday nights. The uh, episode of Raw from St. Paul, Minnesota. That was this past Monday as we're recording this. Photos started surfacing during and after the show. Half the arena was empty. They moved everybody into the mid and camera facing side of the arena so it looked like it was sold out and the other photos that people had taken of the arena showed that no the side where the cameras sit was empty Uh, somebody was arguing well that was after the show or during the main event and then other people were posting their photos of before, during, and after, and it it was pretty empty. So I don't know if they just didn't sell it, or if people didn't go because of the bad weather, or if people just really tuned out. But I think the you know the live events are in a little bit of trouble. If even for a Monday Night Raw, they're not selling out, or even selling the lower bowl. Of an arena, yeah, uh, your I, your take on that? I, I mean, I think part of it is when you get into it. There's there's at first there's just the sheer cost of the tickets are one thing, but 
it's the quality of the product. You know, there's just not a reason to watch. You know, there's not a lot of great storylines. There's just yeah, it doesn't it, yeah. it doesn't surprise me. And, and this isn't the first time that you know there have been reports and photos like this. You know, before um, it's happened quite a bit, and you know it's it's getting to be towards Christmas time. I'm sure people are looking at traveling. Um, it's that time of the year where people rack up the most debt as they're trying to buy gifts for everybody. So it might just also be with not to get into current events, but with the current you know state of the economy. It's very possible that there are people who just can't afford to go to Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. Now, I will, you know, to some degree defend them because when uh, I was at Royal Rumble in, it was beginning of 2019 already, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the whole arena, uh, and of course, it's at, a baseball stadium so set up differently than a regular arena where uh, WWE would have an event <clears throat> but they set up risers and the cameras and whatnot in the outfield so the chairs and everything were on the platforms and uh, should I say flooring that they had put down or I guess they moved the the whole turf outdoors or or somewhere else i don't know but uh it's all on concrete so everything was shaped in the infield and the uh, the seating so the way that had the ring set up when you see it on television it looks like the whole place is packed i get it because less chairs to set up there isn't stadium seating on that side where they set up the camera because, again, it's the outfield of a baseball stadium. So it makes sense there. But for a regular arena, like a venue that you would go to, whether it's wrestling or a hockey game or a music concert, you would kind of expect to see more of those seats filled in. Yeah. Although, I mean, when you think about with some concerts, depending on the particular arena's layout for a concert, you could have half the arena empty because it's tarped off and is backstage technically. So, yep. I mean, it, it's not it's not unforeseen. I'm just saying that, you know, this isn't the first time that this has happened and WWE is still around. I mean, I was hearing reports of similar situations in 2016, 2017. 2015. Mm-hmm. So I eh, will say WrestleMania easy. back in the day was packed. <laughs> so, well, I mean, there's still enough people going. Right. And I mean, I'm talking about, again about house shows. I'm not, or in Raws and SmackDowns, we're not talking pay per views because people will always turn out for the pay per view because, you know, that's when you might actually get something good. Yeah. Like pay per view guy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, should have jumped the barrier, ran down, and who are you? How do you get to all of these shows? That's I should have done that. I'm sorry, I failed. 
I agree. Kyle's guard dogs are. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, they keeping them safe. They fire off at the slightest little sound, so we'll have to put Berkeley into his uh, kennel for for night night time. So. Oh, speaking of that, the second part of the South Park movies uh, movie feature has been released. The COVID special where they're later in their lives. I haven't watched it yet, but I, I have to catch up on it because we splurged for the free month of Paramount Plus. So might end up maybe watching a little bit of that tomorrow. We'll see. Yeah, make sure you watch the first one first. First one first. Then watch the second one second. I was totally going to watch them out of order. Second first. Sage advice. <laughs> you you totally would do that, but I'm surprised that you've finished more than one beer tonight. <laughs> Anything is possible. I usually finish like three during a course of a podcast. He's had three. I've only had two. Oh. I didn't do a sacrificial. Yeah. I'll send you a bush light from here. <laughs> yeah. Have your latte in the morning. <laughs> yeah. No. So I know that uh, for you, Jake, it's going to be quite a while until you get the next Halo. But uh, Rude Boy downloaded uh, or picked up Halo, I should say. Did you get it downloaded and everything? Yeah, we uh, we played... Uh, oh, the multiplayer, yeah. Oh, but, yeah, uh, we did the multiplayer. Yeah, I also got the, the campaign. I made about 10 minutes into it and probably play a little bit more uh, tomorrow sometime, but uh, enjoying it so far. Pushing them buttons and making my way through. And Go find this and push this button. Yeah. Think of you every time it's like, we need to go here and activate this. I'm like, ah, Kyle's going to love this part. (laughs) (laughs) It it just, I I enjoy the graphics, the the story, but the overall progression is, uh, it, they, they tell you, oh, you got to go here and push a button. You got to do this. And it's like, oh, let's go push another button. It's vintage (laughs) Halo. Yeah, it's Vin- classic to its roots. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to when, uh, whenever they they release the uh, the co-op campaign, so that we can uh, all get in on the story shenanigans together. And because uh, uh, whenever you release a game these days, they can't give you every feature. You got to be tantalized for a year and a half and be given DLCs and. All that, so capitalizing off of our nostalgia. Well, I, d- I did not purchase the the uh, battle pass. Uh, no, I, I didn't do that either. I'm not going to do that. It's we. I've I've learned probably three or four handfuls of lessons of spending twenty dollars, and it gets you skins, non-functional, useless. And uh, contributes nothing more to the game than uh, purely aesthetics. So that reminds me, I should log into Call of Duty World War II and see how many more pistol grips I can get. 
Oh, man. Oh, here's another thing I'm not going to use. Here's a duplicate. Here's a duplicate. Here's a duplicate. Poor game devs that uh, are scratching and barely making money on uh, on folks that and and kids that spend their uh, their parents hard-earned money on skins and grips but enough banter for me it's you know how i feel about it <laughs> you can tell us how you really feel there kyle <laughs> you have to create a create a t-shirt for you kyle tell us how you really feel yeah the uh, bitter memories of when they you spent sixty dollars for a complete game and you actually got one. Nim's days and all over there, Kyle. Hopefully, it's a a slow moving pendulum that swings the other way, and we get the. Uh, I, I will say on on that, contrary to my bitter view of games being released that are not complete. Um, I did pick up the new Age of Empires 4. I was a big fan of the Age of Empires back in the day. And uh, I will say that the new release, Age of Empires 4, is very fun, educational, and uh, it, it plays true to its roots without uh, being inaccessible to new players because it's it's been a long time since they released an, a, an original Age of Empires. They released definitive editions that are updated for new hardware and all, but they've also included uh, uh, new game modes that uh, basically make it impossible to um, fail a mission, but you're you're more in it for the story aspect, which they do a good job of providing a uh, a 4K quality HD intro video to why this ties into history, and they show how the current area was, and they provide. Uh, drone footage over the same battlefields that they did battle on. They they have um, some history um, tie-in that they there's people that are trying to preserve that history and recreate the history of building uh, a castle from original tools in the current time. Um, and they say it's it's a a years long process, but they. They do a good job of pulling in, if you were to buy the game, that even if you haven't played any Age of Empires before, I really like how, um, if you're more invested in the history aspect, uh, you can still really enjoy it, because it doesn't have to be competitive, because you're, you're making the same strategy decisions that they did back in the day, but... There's also the aspect of the competitive uh, building, taking advantage of uh, whatever civilization uh, technological advances uh, they had at that time. So uh, I, I really enjoy it so far. And 
I'm only probably about a quarter of the way through the the whole story of it. But if if you do have the uh, the option of picking it up, I'd I'd recommend. What time period did they go with for four? I haven't seen anything on it. So they started with the Normans and the conquest of England in 1066 to 1217, the Hundred Years' War, the conflict of England and France, the Mongol Empire, and the rise of Moscow. It's uh, I've only gone through the uh, the Normans campaign. There's four different campaigns. They're probably going to come out with more as uh, free expansions or DLCs. So there's the Normans campaign, the Hundred Years' War, Mongol Empire, and the Rise of Moscow. So it takes you through a decent chunk of history. Yeah. Uh, I, I I played uh, three. I played Age of Empires three, and the big okay. selling point for me on that was that was the age of exploration and colonization. Yeah. Uh, so I, I enjoyed that one. I also really enjoyed, and I always wish they did a sequel to it, but they did Age of Mythology as well. Yeah. There's kind of a spinoff on it that dealt more with the mythological. And I enjoyed the heck out of that. That's yeah. probably my favorite Age of Empire uh, game. But I haven't yeah. played Age of Empire in, yeah, since college. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's been really enjoyable, and uh, it really ties back to if you're if you've played any Age of Empires, Age of Mythology before, you feel the connection to the game, but you also uh, can really enjoy it if you haven't played it before, and you just say, "I want to focus on just the story, not the competitive aspect of of this game," and uh, really sink your time and progress at your own pace as opposed to being competitive and saying, oh, I need to build 60 villagers and how do I do that? How do I do this? How do I expand? How do I develop technology, military? How do I go after somebody else? Um, it can be very guided for the newcomer and it can be also very independent and you play whatever style is best for the civilization you're in because each one has its advantages and disadvantages. So yeah, I, I do enjoy that one. It's gotten generally good ratings so far. And which is, which is impressive. Cause I mean, you don't hear a lot about real time strategy games coming out. It you It know, is a genre that uh, it seems to not get the attention that, or the development that it, it normally should, because it was very popular back in the day. But mm-hmm. yeah, nowadays RTS is good to find a good one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I, I mean, man, I, I remember playing, you know, the Command and Conquer Red Alert series when I was a yep. kid. Yeah, um, I got into the uh, Dawn of War series. Was probably the last real real time strategy game I got into. Um, Total War is still out there and really popular as a series, but I've watched some gameplay of that, and I'm just like, to me, that that's like over my head. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've watched people play that. And I'm like, I have no idea what all you are doing. Um, yeah, that that looks a bit too much. Too much time would I have to spend to learn that? 
then I would yeah. never really get anywhere with it. So, yeah, yeah, I think that uh, hopefully, even if it's it doesn't spawn a resurgence of the RTS uh, genre, it can at least stand on its own, saying that this is possible. You can make it accessible to anyone whether they're more invested in the history aspect and the learning of, of how the battles uh, went down versus uh, you can even within the same game, you can make it just as competitive to online gaming and, and esports because there are, are plenty of people that uh, stream and competitively play uh, Age of Empires, uh, still even the Age of Empires two, three, and now with four coming out, um, there there is the competition. Even though the audience uh, doesn't have the uh, the exposure that a lot of these MMO type games have out there, I will say too. Uh, you know, you guys are talking about. Uh, old versions and new versions of uh, these RTSs. Uh, Star Trek Armada and Armada 2, which were two of the huge RTSs that I played, along with Command and Conquer, a few of those. Uh, the two uh, Star Trek Armada games have been re-released to be able to play on today's computers for uh, the 55th anniversary so sure it's pretty sweet that <clears throat> excuse me that those games are now available along with uh, i believe it was six other games from about 15 years ago that i or even longer than that i think but uh i played them back in the day and they're not compatible with windows 10 or 11 so the the uh, company remade them so they're available for purchase now on today's software and of course the processing power that's available now just murders those games because they're so simple <laughs> in yeah. today's terms but uh, uh, Elite Force do you guys remember that game or Elite Force 2 I don't know if you remember me talking about it back in the day I, I remember the game, but I haven't played it. Those were those were two two fun games, uh, which were, uh, for lack of a better term, first person shooters, and based in the Star Trek universe. And uh, mm -hmm. specifically, the first one was on USS Voyager, and as part of the expansion pack, you then had access to basically the whole ship, so you could. Uh, search the ship on your off time and go on the bridge and it was funny because you could find the control to hit red alert and so you'd switch red alert and it you know turn to red alert and then of course everybody's on the ship you know and Janeway turn around what are you doing it's, what this isn't red alert you know and it turns off or something like that <laughs> and then of course you know, because what else would you do but shooter? <laughs> and then they all turn on you and security starts coming in from everywhere. And then you have to keep killing people until you die because the whole ship's after you. 
<laughs> you know, super interesting yeah. stuff. Well, anyway, mm-hmm. I haven't purchased those yet. Uh, I've been too busy mining the neighborhood lawns. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will say it's a really relaxing game. You sit there and it's just kind of zen. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I can't mow the lawn now, so. Yeah. I kind of had the same feel of uh, Train Sim World. I uh, I have that one. It's uh, You're able to drive anything from city commuter trains or high-speed things and can you drive the train at the zoo uh no this is like (laughs) no it's it's either they have uh like cargo or hauling type trains where you can do uh train lines they have uh like city commuter type ones that are quick stop, quick go, short stops in between while you're uh all while you're minding the signals, you can make it uh I mean it's like I said it's it's kind of a, a fairly accessible game. You can make it easy so that it'll tell you when to slow down or when to speed up. Or you can do it full realism and immersion where you're watching for signals on the side and uh making sure you don't go through a, a red light and minding your speed limits and everything. So it's, uh, it's, it's nice to, to play those easy going, but still simulation type games every now and then. So it's something that you still have to pay attention still make sure you're cutting your grass line straight and everything, but, uh, you're, you're still able to just kind of zone out and, kind of do the same thing over and over again, but uh, you're still making progress to mind the the hour-long progress on a a commuter train line or uh, a cargo mission that you're hauling a mile-long train full of coal or something out of a, a freight yard. So Wonderful. I used to play the train simulator back in the day a long time ago. Mm-hmm. This, this, I think it uh, is the Microsoft Train Simulator, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Run this crazy train off the tracks. <laughs> well, what's what's surprising is that uh, Train Sim World is, if you were to buy every single expansion to it, is one of the most expensive games on Steam <laughs> because they developed so many engines. And freight lines and commuter lines, and the the base game itself is very, uh, I'd, I'd say, is well worth it. But the people that are into trains, and I'd, I'd say they're like you're either very very into trains or you're not, or you just get the game and you get maybe an expansion or two, like me. Um, but there's some people that will invest thousands. And they they have a full control sim setup that is similar to what's in the train. Uh, kind of like my, my steering wheel right back here for my racing sims. They sink that amount of money into train sim configurations. And they have a full sim setup just like a flight sim or a racing sim. 
they have their train sim set up and they love it. So it's uh, something that, um, yeah, it's it's a very niche hobby, and they're able to simulate it on the PC or Xbox or PlayStation, just like uh, the the people do in real life. So it's crazy, man. It's crazy. <laughs> to those people, I say. Just go work for the train company because they probably need some help. <laughs> Might as well get paid to do it. Yeah. So just uh, we talked about conspiracies a, a little while ago, you know, with the gaming. One conspiracy that's floating around right now is, uh, as we talked about last week, with Jeff Hardy being released from WWE. The conspiracy is that he purposely acted that way to get released so now he is a free agent does not have to worry about the non-compete clause for 30 days or 60 days or 90 days because he was terminated and now can go work on AEW or any of the other promotions or do whatever he wants to do Jake your thoughts gonna call shenanigans on that yeah well, I mean, listen, it, they released other people who have contracts and the 90 day non-compete clause does, is not contingent on like, hey, your contract is over. Goodbye. It's if, if you get let go or anything like that, it's you do not compete for 90 days. So, so how about the yeah. first part of it then of uh, even if you take the 90 days into uh context of okay 90 days still shorter than two or three years now that would make sense you know if he was just trying to get out of his contract yeah i mean that's a possibility but yeah if you're thinking that he's doing it to just get to waive the non-compete then i i disagree because they've released a lot of people who had perfectly good contracts it's not the not the same. Yeah. So. Just interesting, right? Yeah. And as a side note, uh, just a quick congratulations to Diamond Dallas Page, who got married oh. last weekend. Congratulations to DDP. And uh, as we're on congratulatory things, I think we need to congratulate ourselves. The reason is because this is the 40th episode of Beer, Blues, and BS. The big 4-0 of Beer, Blues, and BS, right? Triple B. 40. 40 whole episodes we've been doing this as an actual thing. If we don't include the other 35 plus episodes that we have as like side episodes. <laughs> right? So right. the cool thing about it is, of course, it... Uh, it coincides with Metallica's 40th anniversary. And look at this courtesy of Amazon Music and uh, the other place that's not here. Metallica currently on stage playing night one, the 40th anniversary show. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, Kidder, uh, on that note, we've been talking for quite a while. I think it's time that we uh, 
wrap this up. All right. Well, I will this time, especially because I saw Lazy Goalie giving it the old, giving it the biscuit. Oh, no, you get to go as long as you need to. He's giving it the biscuit through the potato. <laughs> All right. Well, we talked about our website, of course, beerbluesbs.com. We talked about Facebook, so you can give us the thumbs up on there. Let's talk about the audio versions. If you're listening to us right now, thank you very much. You can join us on pretty much every audio version of every podcast service that's out there, including iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, including the uh, podcast section of Amazon Music and Amazon Podcasts. So make sure you join us there. Google Podcasts on Google Play. Apple Podcasts on the uh, Apple App Store uh, thing there. Also, we're on Pandora and Stitcher FM, IMDb. Just to name a few, you can find the whole list on our Podbean page, which you can find on BeerBluesBS.com. Great place for you to check out. Uh, Through the page there, BeerBluesBS.com, you can also find the video versions of the show. Watch them on YouTube. Again, BeerBluesBS.com dot com if you would please join us there lots of stuff on the website including the chance to buy us a beer and again thanks to lane for buying us that round this evening if you'd like to do that again beerbluesbs.com so rude boy kyle thanks for joining us again always great to be here guys it's uh i i love sounding off and being part of the, the traditions and sharing stories, it's it's always a good thing. Well, it's always good that you can sound off once you get your sound on. So thanks for <laughs> joining us. Even though you're coming to us from a potato, we'll try and get you some more gigabits on the next round. How about that? I, I'm looking forward to it because fiber is coming to town sometime soon. And uh, it looks good on my end, and you guys look excellent on... <laughs> from from where i'm looking at you and uh so yeah it's 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 always a pleasure and uh yeah thank you guys for for having me on tonight all right well you're you're welcome thank you for joining us and uh we'll hope that the google gets the gigabits in the right places and then the final product it doesn't actually look like uh, a potato squared on the bottom of a water bottle or something uh, on top I don't of know if you're talking drinks. about me or my internet quality, so I'll go from there. <laughs> ah, ah, he's taking shots at himself. It's time to end this thing. Hey, he doesn't need anybody to make fun of him. He's making fun of himself. <laughs> Stand by for more. Uh, yeah, well, we'll have the old Rude Boy back, and you can get a hold of him at Rude Boy Kyle at beerbluesbs.com. Hey, Howard Blues on the other end. Thanks, brother, for another week as we start out this new year on the 2022s. <sighs> Here we go. I am the man, the myth, the legend, Mark Kidder. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Beer Blues and the old BS thing. Here's to, again, another hopefully more successful year than last year. More awesomeness, more stories, More beer, absolutely, and more BS. Remember, there's free beer tomorrow, and, uh, well, keep that glass at least half full. We will catch you on down the old dusty rockin' Tuscan Highway. See you in the next episode of Beer Blues and BS. BS. 
You have been listening to a UA production of Beer, Blues, and BS. If you enjoyed the show, help others find out about it by rating the show or leaving a review at your podcast listening service of choice. Thanks for listening, and may your glass never be empty. UA Productions presents A Glimpse Behind the Curtain. Okay. <coughs> well, I'm, uh, wait, am I ready? Are you? Are you ready? Are you ready mm. for this? Oh, I guess Are you hanging by the edge of your seat? Out of the door where the bullets rip. Repeat to the sound of the beat. Deet, deet, deet. Well, I'm ready. You know, with your black screen, I, I you know, I'm going to need an actual verbal confirmation kit here if you're if you're good to go. Or if you're even still there. I don't think he's there, Kyle. I think he left. AFK God. (laughs) Withholding suspense. Yeah. Sleepers. Yeah, now he's. <laughs> Are you finally ready, Kidder? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good. <laughs> Sit and asked if you were ready, and I think you left, but because we can't see anything, <clears throat> like, no answer. No answer.